The ghost of famous author Agatha Christie is knocking her own books off shelves in a museum, and a vegan is slammed online for asking her neighbors to close their windows when cooking meat, and a poor woman discovers that her plant that she's been watering for two years is actually plastic. <laughs> These are the weird stories for Weird AF News. What day is it? Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah, I forgot what day it is because I'm traveling and uh, life is crazy right now. And I'm recording from Kyoto. Whee! So happy to be here with you. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. I got some stories for you that are weird. They're from around the world, I think. Uh, let's do it. Yay! The ghost of author Agatha Christie has been caught on camera in a museum doing ghostly things like knocking over books that happen to be hers. A museum is said to be haunted by whodunit writer Agatha Christie's ghost. Yeah, I thought I would do another paranormal story. I did one a couple of days ago, and um, they're quite ridiculous, these paranormal stories, but I feel like it's necessary. This is a weird news podcast after all, so I guess occasionally I should do ghosts and aliens. Uh, so apparently staff in the author's hometown, which where there is a museum, uh, they claim that Agatha Christie's books are mysteriously knocked off the gift shop's shelves when nobody is around. Uh, a ghostly apparition of a woman has also been caught on camera. CCTV has filmed leaflets being apparently hurled around as well. I'm looking at a still photo of a, a ghostly woman wearing old-fashioned clothing that uh, apparently the museum took. I, I don't... I can't... This doesn't look like a... It looks like a person to me, not a ghost. A ghost really wearing clothing? Like old-fashioned. From my understanding, a ghost is what? It's a spirit that was uh, used to be in a body. It, it was wearing the body as a vessel. Um, and then the body was wearing clothing. So the spirit wasn't even wearing the clothing, really, technically. So how is a spirit wearing clothing? A spirit is made of like light, I'd imagine, right? Or something, some essence that doesn't, that hasn't, it doesn't have clothing. It just seems so strange to me that we look for ghosts wearing the same clothing they wore during the time they lived. It just seems asinine to me. But what do I know? I'm just a boy from a town that made shoes. So Carl Smith is manager of the Torquay Museum in Devon. Uh, this is in the UK. And Carl says a ghostly woman was wearing old-fashioned clothing, and he said, we saw something in the middle of a photo, and when we adjusted the contrast, we clearly saw the woman. It was a bit of a surprise to us and pretty creepy. There was no one else present when the photo was taken, so we are at a loss to explain it. Uh, or we could explain it as a way for the museum to get, you know, an influx of visitors, that could be a thing. Oh, it's a conspiracy theory, I know, but I mean, come on. I'm supposed to believe in ghosts. Uh, gift shop boss Francesca Ferrara says that she's seen books flying off the shelves at least four times. They were always books by Agatha Christie, who created detectives Miss Marple and Poirot. Did I say the name right? Poirot? And in other words, they're books by Agatha Christie that are flying off the shelves, so they're like, it must be her ghost. In another incident, finger and thumbprints appeared on the inside of a case housing a case housing an Egyptian mummy, even though it had not been opened for years. Ooh, the appearance of finger and thumbprints. Well, what did you look at them? Are they Agatha Christie's thumbprints? 
The museum has a large collection of Christie memorabilia. She died in 1976, aged 85. Um, you know, that's what's great about Weird AF News. You're learning shit. You're learning that Agatha Christie died at age 85 and that uh, our ghost is apparently got a gripe with this museum. It's like, damn you, museum. I'm going to knock over some of my books because nobody's buying them <laughs> or some such thing. I don't know. How do you understand the motives of a ghost? It seems silly to me. I would be very upset if uh, my spirit lingered around a coffee shop just throwing coffee filters on the floor because Jonesy loved coffee so much or some stupid shit like that. I mean, I just would be like, what a waste of an eternity. Really, when you boil it down, I find it hard to believe that spirits are wasting their time doing such things. I really do. If there's a spirit here still around us, you know, I'd imagine it's not just it's not knocking over books. And Is it? I don't know. Although, um... You know, I did see the movie Poltergeist, and that seemed pretty real, right? The girl with the TV, was that not creepy? I don't know. I figured you guys would like a paranormal bit, but I just can't believe this shit. Eh, let's keep it going. <laughs> a vegan is slammed online because she asked her neighbors to close their windows when cooking up the meat. A vegan jogger has been given a short shrift after she asked her neighbors not to cook with their windows open because the smell of meat is offensive, offensive to her. The runner who admitted uh, she found the smell of meat overpowering when she goes jogging at dinner time, <laughs> asked that the community show empathy for the plant-based neighbors by closing the windows of your home while you're cooking, cooking meat, or uh, if you could please only grill vegetables on your outdoor barbecue, that would be very helpful and show that you are sensitive to the plant-based people that live around you. She also suggested that people might want to do some research about plant-based diets and join the vegan movement, as vegans always do, because it's not good enough for them to just live their own damn life with their own lifestyle. they gotta, they got to see what's on your plate and try to suggest that you change your lifestyle as well, which is what's most annoying about the vegans, in my opinion. Uh, it's, like, it's like if I, if I convinced all of you to listen to Tool and go watch, go to Tool concerts, right? Tool is a very niche-specific band that I don't expect everybody to enjoy. My mother certainly doesn't. Um, she's more of a Barry Manilow kind of guy, you know, kind of guy. <laughs> My mother isn't a kind of guy. That would be really weird. She's more of a Barry Manilow kind of girl. Oh, Mandy, oh, you gave and you take. I don't know how it goes, but I remember being subjected to it as a small child, and that was torture for sure. Uh, at the Copa, Copacabana, I listened to Barry Manilow as a kid and it tortured me. Anyways, I totally got off track because I'm, uh, I've had a lot of sake. After all, I am in Kyoto. Don't mean to throw my resume around. Oh, and I'm sitting on a tatami mat. Tatami? Is that how you say it? A tatami mat right now as I record this. <laughs> Don't mean to throw my success in your face, listeners. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Oh, where was that? Yes, I was talking about how vegans are so annoying because they try to convert you. It's like, get out of my face. You know, you're more annoying than the damn Mormons that knock on your door. Just shut up about your vegan movement. I don't want to hear it, okay? I'm going to eat a damn hamburger. I'm going to, you know what I had last night, by the way? Oh, Korean barbecue. Oh, I should convince all of you vegans to have Korean barbecue. Join the Korean barbecue religion. How about that? It's way more fun than yours. Okay, so anyways... <laughs> This runner apparently had a message. Uh, she wrote that the time of year 
when the weather warms up in California, it's always hard for her as as a vegan runner, you know, because people start to barbecue and she's trying to run. And who can run when you can smell you smell meat burning? Oh, it's just torture, you know. Wow, the problems that this vegan runner has in life. Wow, this is just. Uh, someone needs to tell her who's she's anonymous, by the way. Someone needs to tell her that uh, the world has real problems. Okay, maybe want to want to shut the hell up. <laughs> You know, there's a virus going around. I don't know if you've uh, seen the tweets, but uh, there's like real problems in the world. Uh, She went on to say that she could smell what meals the household around her neighborhood were preparing because people cook with their windows open. And there's been a a recent increase in meat dishes of late. What does she stand outside with a clicker and click every time she smells meat? Oh, I noticed an increase in meat dishes tonight. Quite honestly, the odor is offensive, and I'm hoping our community can have some empathy for its plant-based neighbors, you know, because we're actually way more special than you. We're all going to heaven after all, because we're not harming any animals, okay? Of course, I'm annoying every human in my vicinity, and I'm a total ass uh, when it comes to social situations, but I'm still going to heaven because I don't eat... A beef patty. She suggests that their neighbors, the neighbors close their windows while cooking meat and only cook vegetables on their barbecues. And if you listen to her, you're an idiot. Um, she had one more message in the paragraph of her Facebook post or whatever the hell it was. She wrote that she didn't want to be a stereotype, but encouraged the neighbors to join the movement of people fighting back. <laughs> she ended the message with peace, love, bodhisattva. Bodhisattva, which is a word stemming from Mahayana Buddhism, referencing a person on their way to Buddhahood. I'm going to tell you right now, honey, you're not on your way to Buddhahood um, if you're annoyed by this. The Buddha was very calm and kind to his neighbors, I assume. The Buddha wasn't bothered by the smell of barbecue when he was meditating under the Bodhi tree, despite being a vegan or a vegetarian. Yeah. I don't recall the the Buddha ever imposing his philosophy on others. If someone went up to the Buddha and asked asked a question or asked for a philosophy or a point of view improvement, the Buddha would deliver. But the Buddha didn't go knocking on doors, pushing his philosophy down everybody else's throats like you vegans do. Yeah. In other words, the Buddha was a reasonable human being. And let me tell you something. I know way more about Buddhism than you because I've been in many Buddhist temples since I've been in Kyoto and Osaka. So how about that? Yeah. Have you been to... 12 Buddhist temples in the last four days? Yeah, I don't think so, okay? So I'm pretty sure that I'm going to heaven before all the vegans are. So there, how about that? How about that? By the way, I go right from a Buddhist temple to eating some uh, eating some beef right there. That's the kind of guy I am. And I don't give a damn. <laughs> Seriously though, vegans, just shut the hell up, all right? I'm tired of you. Completely tired of you telling people to shut their windows with the... I can, really? Really? If I don't like my neighbor's music... And it's before 10 p.m. I can't do much about it now, can I? I don't do that. I don't expect my... Hey, could you just... Could you not play that kind of music? I don't enjoy that kind of music. All right? Christian rock or whatever. Christian trap rap. Whatever the hell you're listening to. You could be listening to that... You know that stuff that some uh, some people listen to that... It's like a headache just gnawing into your brain. I don't know why people listen to that music. Wow, kill me right now. I just want to die when I hear that music. But I don't tell them to shut it off. I'm not like, I don't impose that. I don't go, hey, why don't you, sh- why don't you read up on Tool and consider listening to Tool? <laughs> 
Maybe I'm an ass. Call the show, 646-450-2012. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you vegans, especially. (laughs) A woman discovers a plant that she's been watering for two years is actually plastic. Oh, the poor lady. Plastic plants need love, too. They don't, however, need very much water. Real plants need water. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not good at plants. I try to keep them alive, but I really... I'm a failure. I have a cactus right now that is uh, in Los Angeles named Penelope. Yeah. I named my cactus Penelope. I thought it was a fitting name for a cactus. And I expect Penelope to be dead by the time I get back to L.A. <laughs> like, I'm sure that's what's going on. Uh, and and if you can't keep a cactus alive, what really, what are you doing in life? And I have aspirations to have a garden. Am I really overshooting my my abilities? I think I am. You know, I'll tell you though, I'm not, I'm not above taking a, a plant lesson or class. I'm just not. This poor woman uh, needs some kind of help here because she thought a plastic plant was real. The article says there's something great about buying a plant, taking care of it, actually having it survive for more than a week or two, unlike what I do. So, you know, imagine the shock that one woman must have felt when she realized that a plant she'd been caring for and watering for two years was actually made out of plastic. Her name is Callie, Callie Wilkes. She shared her story on Facebook. She wrote, I've had this beautiful succulent for about two years now. I was so proud of this plant. It was full, beautiful coloring. Just an overall perfect plant. I had it up in my kitchen window, in case you're wondering. (laughs) I was on the edge of my seat, Callie, wondering where was this plant. Yes, on my kitchen window. I had a watering plan for it. I had a whole rigmarole, a whole protocol a schedule of when I would water it. If someone else tried to water my succulent, I would get so defensive because I just wanted to keep good care of it. I absolutely love my succulent. Who watered your plants, Callie? What sort of watering the plant peer pressure were you under? Your your friends come over and they just impose their own watering schedule onto your watering schedule? That seems strange. What weird friends do you have? And by the way, what kind of friends do you have if they didn't tell you the news that, uh, hey, Callie, this plant is plastic, you dummy? (laughs) They never said that. Do you think that your friends are talking about you behind your back saying what an idiot you are for those two years? <laughs> Did you see Callie? She's watering a plant that ain't real. Should we tell her? Hell no. Let's see how long this goes. Ooh, let's start Let's start taking bets. Who's got over one year? One year. <laughs> Somebody was like, I'll take two years on that because I know how dumb she is. So uh, unfortunately, when Callie decided to transplant the plant to a new vase... Or is it vase? Is it vase? V-A-S-E? I'm going to say vase because it sounds classy. When she was going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to have a new accent for the rest of this story because I'm going to use the word vase. Uh, she was going to transplant the plant to a new vase. She made a shocking discovery. I got to pull it out from the original plastic container it was purchased with to learn that this plant was fake. I put so much love into this plant. I loved it. I washed its leaves individually. I tried my hardest to keep it looking its best. And it's completely plastic. How did I not know this? I pulled it from the container. It's sitting on styrofoam with sand glued to the top. (laughs) Wilkes is a stay-at-home mother. So uh, apparently she's got a lot of time to water the plant. But she didn't take the time to investigate (laughs) the plant fully. You got all this time. when I can see if you worked three jobs, you didn't have time to really look at the plant. Callie and figure out that it was... Not a real plant, but you know, you're not, you're a stay at home mom. You should have been on top of the plant situation. 
She shared photos of the plant, which does look to be real from the top, apparently. Once pulled from the container, however, it's clearly not alive. It's a plastic succulent. Oh, the fool. I feel like these last two years of my life have been a lie, Callie wrote. <laughs> oh, here's somebody else whose life is so damn good that, like, <laughs> finding out that the plant is plastic is just, it's just world crushing. It's like, I want your life, Callie. That's what I want. <laughs> For sure. I want the life of Callie and the vegan jogger that just, <laughs> just can't, can't handle uh, how good are your lives? Like, really, seriously. Oh, man. By the way, uh, succulents are, don't need to be watered that much. I'm just saying. I don't know if Callie is aware of that, but they're, they're, a, they're a sort of cactus. And uh, I know that because they're all over Los Angeles, which is a desert climate. So succulents need very little water. Um, so I don't know what your watering schedule was. Maybe in Callie's defense, because the watering schedule of that type of plant is so rare, like perhaps maybe once every two weeks that she didn't really water it enough to really get a good look at it, to get a good gander at it. But then again, if she loved it so damn much, I mean, why wouldn't she look at it all the time? She should have known. All right, guys, weird AF news. You know what I condone? I condone you owning uh, some real plants. So go on out there and get yourself a little Penelope. All right, make your life better. What's up, weirdos? I want to give a big shout out right now to somebody who joined the Patreon. Her name is Tamara Tabo or Tabo, T-A-B-O. I can't pronounce this name. I hope I didn't screw it up too bad, Tamara. I want to thank you so much for joining the Patreon. Please enjoy the additional content you're going to get, like the photo of me having a severe nut allergy. That's a fun time. Uh, among videos and bonus episodes and the like, uh, Tamara, from the bottom of my Warm cockles of my heart. I don't know what the warm cockles are, but someone wrote that to me recently, and I think it's a good thing. I think it means someone adores you. You warm the cockles of my heart when you join the Patreon, guys. Don't you know that? Whatever that means. I think it might be a Christmas phrase, warming the cockles. Is that something you do in the, during Christmas time? I don't know. Somebody clarify for me. I'm an idiot. Uh, the Patreon is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash weirdafnews, and you can support the show by joining it. Yay! You can also support the show by... Uh, subscribing, liking it, and telling a friend. That's always cool. Tell your friends, hey, this guy's doing some weird news on there. It's better than the mainstream news, which makes you depressed, right? Who wants to read more about the virus? Right, seriously? You want to read more about the virus? God, please. I'll tell you about the virus. All right, I'll tell you all about it on the show if it's funny. But it ain't. It's not that funny. I, I'm, I'm avoiding it. That's, that's good, though. You should be pleased to know that I'm avoiding the virus. Uh, yeah, so I will keep going. My next stop is Tokyo. I'm going to wear a mask in Tokyo, though, because I feel like that's the place to wear the mask. But uh, other than that, no concerns about the virus whatsoever um, in my world. Just rolling with it. You know how it is. Well, I don't know why I went off that on that tangent. That was terrible. Uh, what else? Oh, I want to give some shout-outs to people that were uh, reaching out to me on uh, the Instagram, the El Gramo, you know, which is at Funny Jones, if you'd like to. Uh, we have Ben from Cumbria, England. Uh, has been a fan of the show for a bit. So shout out to Ben and shout out to Deanna. Uh, she says, uh, I love the podcast, especially Friday. I usually listen while making dinner and I'm not going to lie. I burned some stuff, Jonesy, because I was laughing too hard. But please never stop doing Weird AF News. Don't you worry, Deanna. Never going to stop. Never going to stop. Never going to stop. Never going to quit. Yeah. By the way, you shouldn't burn your food because of me. I, I'm not that funny. I mean, I'm kind of funny, but not like burn your food funny. Also, uh, 
Shanna, which is pronounced like banana. She wanted me to know. Jonesy, it's Shanna like a banana. Okay, got it, Shanna. Shout out to you. Hey, thanks for listening to Weird AF News. Hope I didn't mess up your name. Also, big shout out to somebody from Calgary, Canada. Love my Canadians. Got a lot of fans from Canada. Uh, her name is Annie, and she's super cool. And I appreciate you, Annie. And all of you who have reached out to me on Instagram. Uh, on Twitter as well, you can do so at Funny Jones. Uh, Instagram at Funny Jones. Facebook, Comedian Jonesy. Oh, what else? Oh, the phone number, 646-450-2012. I think that's it. We did the due diligence. Um, okay, I hope that all is well in your world, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs>